to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the Runner X Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Caroline, and I'm here with Coach Valerie. Coach Valerie, um, we've we talk about the elements of the gait cycle and we pound, pound, pound. That's not the right word, but we talk about pose, fall, pull. But those are just the basic elements. And there's just like anything, just like if I'm playing piano, yes, I need to know where the C is in relationship to the F and the G. But after you learn to play, you begin to start looking at technique and how hard you play and how soft you play and what your fingers do and and the speed and things like that. And there's elements to everything. Musical instruments are a great example. And I'm bringing up the piano, but it's also with singing, it's with dancing. You can learn the elements, but then to really start to master it, you get into these the nuances, the little, the little in between, the the silence between the notes is what my is what my music instructors used to talk about is how to really create something. And this weekend you had an opportunity to start taking some um, of our more experienced members into the nuances of running. And I'm thinking as we're talking that there are people out there that go nuances of running. What <laughs> what is a nuance of running? But there are there are. There are elements within the gait cycle that you can't teach in just uh, an hour long, you know, uh, meeting with you or even in 30 days of working in the immersion that really take working with you over the long term. Can you explain what happened this weekend and, and what you were talking about and how do you get that through to those runners that are now into that next level? So, sure. This was really funny. Um when I'm working with people, and this is, I think, one of the challenges for a lot of runners, is we notice this a lot. A lot of our runners that, that join us haven't really ever worked with a coach. Maybe they didn't ever play sports or haven't had a trainer ever. You know, instead of doing group fitness, they've always done running or triathlon. So the the fun part for me in the beginning is is meeting someone where they are. So again, whether you're coming in injured or whether you're just getting started and running or wherever you are, you already are coming in uh, and you've been self-coached. You know, we, everyone comes in with their thoughts of what running is. And, and most of us, by the way, still in the running community, it's very much people are, um, you know, they just want to run, right? The idea is running is natural and I should just run. So in the beginning, when we meet people, we are like, you're absolutely running as natural and we want you to just run. But there is actually a great, um, efficient way of learning to run. And so when we first are working with people and teaching them, it's just even changing their mindset, right, that there is a gait cycle. And then we're just going to get you more efficient within that cycle. And we all are so used to... Um, you know, like you said with the piano. So I've never played piano. However, we used to have an organ when I was growing up. And my dad had us take organ lessons. <laughs> oh, wow. And, that's and that's it was, actually not easy. <laughs> and well, it was just like typing, though, because our organ, you could turn it on. It was electric. And then there was letters. Okay. And so when I played, I played like I was on a typewriter. I was like, C, D, B, G, E, 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 right? <laughs> and so I was really more memorizing um, where the letters were. I wasn't right. very good at playing the organ, just so you know. So, okay. but my, 
but the teacher was the same way. She was like, if you could even just get to a place where instead of just, you know, plinking the keys, you realize there's a song that comes out of it. Like, let's sing the song first. So you hear the notes. So when you're playing, right, you can at least realize there's a tempo. So you're not just going C, F, G, F, E, you know what I mean? Right, right. Exactly. So, not just not, not, not. So yeah. when we first start teaching people running, it is a little bit like a dance move where they're learning the action of running and it feels so awkward. Like you feel like you're restarting movement and it's strange because, right, we've always just put on our shoes on and gone for a run. So in the beginning, we all get very caught up in the, um, the physical action of the movement. Like everybody wants to pull because they can feel it. They can focus on it. Right. So then mm -hmm. when they're running, it's kind of the same as my uh, organ playing. They're going, they're, they're pulling their foot. Absolutely. But they're only doing up, 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 up. <laughs> and they're, right, missing, right. they're missing the fall. Mm -hmm. So what happens is it's kind of robotic. Like everyone's trying to run. And they're still very kind of stuck, like I said, on, on the action rather than the feeling. Like they're not singing the song, if you will. They're just doing yeah. the movement. And so what happens is then we go back to reminding them, you know, running is like your whole body's working together. And that's why people, when they really get into running, it's so fun because it's a really, you feel the movement, you connect, you know, with your body and with your mind and all those things. So what happens when we start to see our runners have these little aha moments, right? These little, these little glimpses of that sensation. And so much of it, guys, is just honestly, it's like letting go. There's a lot of mindset that goes with it, Caroline will say. But a lot mm -hmm. of it is just how you hold yourself and how you, you're aware of where you are and what's going on. And so what's so neat is as your running coach, I can see where you are in this journey. And so when you have a group of people like I did this weekend, that they've all been with me for at least, I'm going to say at least three months to a year, everyone that was in the, in the group. And I just challenged them to do something different that they hadn't seen before. It's not in their assignments, not in their homework assignments. It's not in our regular thing. And several kind of fought back against it. Like, well, right. we've never seen this before, Valerie. Like, this isn't, this isn't what you've normally had us do. And I said, of course not. You weren't ready yet. Like yeah. today you're ready. And then when they felt it and they got it, it was like a, the change in expression, the change in movement. It was really neat because they were opening their, that's the thing with being coachable is also kind of opening your mind to learning something new, right? And being okay with this feels strange. This feels awkward. Um, but then going, I trust my coach and I'm going to just try it anyway. <laughs> right, and, right. And so when we say things, and by the way, this is, I'll tell you a little side story. So the movement I had them do, guys, and this is really fun. I, I put all this stuff out on my videos every day. So everything mm -hmm. that, that, that I talk about, I try to show like the big community, like everyone out there. And we get so many people, honestly, that will say to me, I'm not sure what you're saying, or I tried this and it didn't really feel like what I thought. So I know they're at least trying it. And then I try to kind of vocalize. Here's how it should feel, right? So right. one of the things that's really neat is when people understand that, guys, gravity's there for all of us. So free falling, like letting your body just free fall, is an is one. It's a really it's an interesting sensation. But once you learn how to harness it, it's running, and then it's running, and all of a sudden it's just you realize like I was actually working so much more than I needed to, and I could have actually been 
right going a lot further with my running. So it's a neat feeling. And most people, when they first feel it, they kind of go, woo, or, you know, just a little bit of a something. Like most people have felt it maybe like coming out of a band or something like that. So when you can find it just from standing still to kind of feeling yourself running, it's, it's a really, it's a, it's an interesting sensation. So I had them try to do something like that. And the ones that kind of let go initially were immediately like, oh my goodness. And what you realize (laughs) is so many of us are like, not only are we type A, a lot of us runners, we're really like, we hold in our feelings. Does that make sense? So yes, absolutely. We're not really running and going, woo, or making a noise even. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm out there like up two, three, you know, like you would do maybe in an aerobics class, but people are like, I'm not going to really do that out on my run. (laughs) Right, right. And so in the Zoom, sometimes I kind of find that place for you because I want you to feel that same kind of excitement in your run. And sometimes you have to kind of, right, you have to let go for a second. And it is a, uh, I never understood it until I started working with a coach myself because I was always a coach, right? So when I first started working with my running coach, and it's really funny now, but he would come up like behind me and I wouldn't see him and he'd like push me. (laughs) <laughs> like just randomly. And at right. first I was like, what is wrong with you? Like yeah. he's, um, he's Russian. So I said, you know, it's very rude. <laughs> we don't do that here. And he's like, I'm not being rude. I'm trying to see if you're ready. And what he meant by that is when you're standing, just even in space, guys, we're falling all the time. It's just, we control it by how we hold our body weight. And we're usually holding ourselves back so that we don't fall. So when you start working with gravity and learning how to run, even when you stand, we have this uh, stance called the ready stance, which most people use in sports, by the way. So the idea was if I was really standing in the right stance, then when he came up and he didn't really shove me or anything, but just push me, I should have Mm -hmm. just pulled my foot. That should have been my natural response. That's the pull response to falling. If you trip and fall or somebody shoves you or anything like that, like real falling, your body's natural reflex, it's innate, is pulling the foot. It's You're born with it. So how mm-hmm. do you test your own reflex? It's really hard, but you've been probably tested before if you've got like a kid or a little dog that's run up behind you or you stepped off a curb real quick, you know, and you feel your right. knee go, woo, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. none of us do that on purpose. So we do drills that help you develop that natural reflexive response, but it was just very funny when I first met my coach and he would just, you know, again, after about the second time, I, he explained to me what he was doing, which then of course you're anticipating. Right. So if I ever yeah, saw him walk yeah. up, I was like, you are about to you push me. Was- <laughs> 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 but the first time he did it and the second time it woke me up that I was unaware of where I was. Does that make sense? Yes. Like absolutely. I wasn't paying attention to how I was standing. And one of the things that happens when I work with you guys when you're on the Zoom, when you're coming in live, when you're doing check-ins, is I get to start to see how you're moving and I get to help you like release tension out of your movement and embrace using, you know, the free fall of the gravity. Right. Right. So you were saying that it was um, you know, that that some of them were struggling this go-around. And I remembered uh 
a time, I think it was about a year ago when we had the same kind of thing happen. And it was happened to be a drill that we had put in and then we took out because they weren't ready for it yet. And people were struggling. And one of our members had said, but Valerie told me not to do this. And what, what you said at the time was, again, you weren't ready. And that's kind of what, what I think is so powerful about working with us is that we do, we see where you are you are able to judge where they are in their, not only in their movement of running, but where they are in their flexibility, in their mobility, in their racing. And, and you're really able to take them to the next, to the next level that you don't get by just going out there and doing your own thing. Right. And, and, you know, what was really neat, like we had a guy this weekend, uh, let's just brag for a minute. And he ran his first marathon. And he, when he signed up with us, he had uh, lower back pain and I can't remember what else, uh, either a shin or a calf. So, and he, and he said to me right away, my goal is to run a marathon. I said, great, you know, let's get through the, let's go into the running. Anyway, he, he has totally been run our ex. And I had said to him, and this is something I really believe is you don't need to do these high mileage training for marathon. You need to get really comfortable with running and then work on your running and build up to running really well two hours consistently, repeatedly, you know, 10 mile runs, 12 mile runs, these instead of trying to go out for these really long ones. So he said, all right, I'll try it. And um, and his goal was a four hour marathon. So what was neat is he would he would always do um, the check ins every week he checked in. And then he would watch the Zooms by himself and then check in after watching the Zoom because he couldn't make the time. Mm-hmm. And that way he would, and then he would talk to me and say, well, here's what I felt. Here's what I am. St-, you know, it was really neat though, how he just, he's like, I'm just going to go for it. Like, I've never done this before. I mean, he'd already been running, but he'd never done a marathon and his goal was just pain-free. And then as he started running more, he started uh, progressing in his pace. So he asked me if this time was doable and we agreed, sure, let's try it. Anyway, he did 10 minutes better than he planned on. And he never ran more than 14 miles in his training. However, he said, since I got so comfortable in just running, I wasn't concerned about the mileage. He said, I was made, he said, my main thing was to hydrate, follow my plan, you know, start on, start, you know, start smart. And he did all of it. And it was fun because, um, what I try to explain to people is that most people's fear of mileage is how they're going to feel during their run, right? We all hear these words, like you're going to hit the wall or these things in the marathon or, you know, running itself, you know, so many people get, um, hurt running a marathon. And right. so what was neat is because his goal was simply pain-free or injury-free, he opened his mind to the coaching. Like, you know, whatever you're going to tell me, I'm just going to try it. Right. And then when we had the other woman you were talking about, she was trying to run too fast, too far, too often. And she kept re-injuring herself. And that's why we said to her, you need to, to pull back a bit. So that's the thing, guys, is we know, um, we work with all these personalities and that's the best part is like, if we can see you here, you are, you are in your run, let's do this for you even though it's all still running, right? Just to right. help you stay out of um, the injury. But the and fun were, part- Were they both right. working on your plan too at the time? Or was- Only, no, she was not. Okay. And, and this she is wasn't. a challenge, okay. right? And, and 
and that's okay. And this is something we really are open about all the time is that we understand that people are coming in from following that uh, some people have their own training plans they're following, or they're doing something else altogether. And they really just want to come to us for the, the run pain free and the learn to run, which we are totally fine with. Um, and then we've got people like Andrew that are like, you know what, I'm just going to go full in. I'm just <laughs> taking the full plunge. Right. And what's fun is we cater to both. And the nice part, though, is with the first woman is she was running faster and farther than she had ever run in a long time. And then we, we of course, said, we'll try to just hang out here and enjoy it. However, like a lot of other runners, the challenge runners have is they so badly want to add that mileage. And sometimes you just got to wait and, and be patient and allow that and let your body catch up. Basically, yeah, I mean, the mileage is there. I tell people, and this is true. If you can consistently run for two hours, and I'm talking just a straight through, you go out for two hours, you don't feel like you have to stop at all, holding your pace, holding your form, you don't have things hurting. Your body is telling you this feels great. Does that yeah. mean you can never run past two hours? Absolutely not. <laughs> and I train people for 100 milers and 50 milers, and I promise you, we have these discussions. Um, and there's ways to um, do two days in a row or two workouts in a day. But the reality is, is we use that marker to test our body or your body, right? To see if it's ready to really move, to really go the distance. That's the way we progress. So that's, it's just kind of a fun thing to know. But at the, the full point of it is that I promise, I always tell people, my goal is for you to run all the miles you want. I would, you want to run 200 miles, please. I'd love for you to, but let's first get to where you can run one mile and then 20 minutes and then three, you know, see what I mean? Because when you start right. building up this um, ability to run for not so much mileage, but even just time, like to, to be able to say to yourself, I got run for two hours, feel great. I'm telling you, it's a, it's a, you're in a different um, stage of running by then. Right. And for us, but for, for what I was just going to say is what I really love too about Andrew's story was once he kind of, and it, it wasn't long into his, his training. Once he kind of got over the, I'm just, I'm going to be coachable. I've never done this before. I'm just going to do this to not get injured. Right. He switched to more of i I'm going to work on my mental attitude and his, what he was really looking at was I'm not going to go out too fast. Um, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to go find, it happened to be pouring rain. His race was delayed two hours. He had everything that would blow somebody's brain out of the water, right. That right. would really take them out of all of their training. But because he was so comfortable in his, in his ability, like, I know I can run, like he didn't let the fact that he had only run 14 hours or 14 miles freak him up freak him out. Right. He didn't let the fact that it was, uh, pouring down rain. He said, okay, I've got two hours. I'm going to get used to being wet. That's going to be my race. My race is going to be me being wet. Right. So he just, he had such a wonderful mindset around it that I think that that is what really helps you get past those, the, the wall and those things that you get, your brain can really screw up your ability to finish a race or to, and it can also help you accomplish it, right? It's what drives us. It's so miraculous that it will do things that you would never expect. And at the same t time, it can actually help you get through with a really good attitude. Like he came out of it with, I was really uh, excited for him and what he was able to accomplish mentally as well as physically. Right. But I'll say this, because it kind of goes back to 
the start of this conversation, when you realize that you actually know how to run, yeah, I, that's the mindset shift. It's a hundred percent because when you're in a lot of people, again, this was his first marathon. So we've worked with people that have run 50 marathons, a lot of marathons, however many. And the reality is, is we're all going to have that anxiety, right? It's a marathon. You don't know what's going to happen. The, the, and what really helps you conquer that fear of whether it's one mile guys, 5k, 10k, whatever the distance is, you have the confidence of knowing how to run. I'm going to, I know what to do when I'm out there. I know what I'm supposed to, you know, what my job is yeah. in a sense. And then part two of that, like you said, that changing that mindset. But honestly, when you allow yourself to let go of holdups, both in your running, right. That are kind of cluttering up your run. So many thoughts of running that don't need to be part of running, right. His mindset was, okay, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to go pace myself. I'm going to, he had a, I'm going to hold, you know, like, all the focus was on, I'm going to enjoy myself and I'm going to run, right? right. To be able to, and to be able to only focus on that, to us, that's the best part of running. Because that means you've uncluttered. You're not thinking about, you know, all of the other stuff that can come in. But one of the best ways to get there is to let a coach kind of guide you, right? Through right. the movement of running, the feeling of running, the mindset of running. And then it's really for, it's for the rest of your life. You know, I'm, I have no doubt that most of our runners, um, again, whether they do races or not is irrelevant, but I'm sure someone like Andrew will race again. We have another woman. Um, she's just now starting to race again. And she said to me, I haven't had a smile on my face like this in years because she's been battling a neck and hamstring injury. So we wow. know that too, right? That not being able to get out and run can also make you less, less open right? Cause you're like, Oh, I'm hurting. And, uh, you know, kind of, so that's the fun of what we see. Not only do we help you come out of your shell and your movement, but in your feeling of, you know, with the running too. So that's right. the fun of joining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if you have um, a bucket list uh, to run a marathon, or maybe you just have a bucket list to be able to run two hours and, and just feel glorious. I've always, my thing was always, I wanted to just be able to go off for a run for an hour and not have it be a big deal. Um, so right. I get that feeling. So if that's you and you'd like to join us in the RunnerX immersion and the RunnerX membership, uh, you can go ahead and go to RunnerX.fit, take our quiz and find out how to work with us. We'd love to have you. And if, if you're just not ready, you just want to keep hanging out at the podcast, make sure you hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runnerx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runnerx.fit.